Oh, it's Friday morning. Don't give up. Keep on casting your bread upon the water. It's going to come back home again. That's the Gaither Vocal Band, Bread Upon the Water. Hope you're having a great Friday morning. Our weekend is just around the corner, and it's about two minutes past 7 o'clock this morning. Our good news for today, John 21, verse 6, And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it out for the multitude of fishes. I wonder if you like a fishing trip like that. Well, I got to tell you about a fishing trip with Brian from Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle. Stop by Brian's and pick up all of your fishing supplies, catfishing, crappie fishing, bass fishing, right off of Highway 49 in Poplar Grove, Arkansas. Here's the song that's titled, We Will Remember. Oh, do you remember the day you got saved? The day that God worked in your heart repentance, brought you to a realization of your sin, and you said, I need Jesus. I need Jesus today. Tell us about it, 870-205-0600. We'd love to hear from you on this Friday morning. We will remember, we will remember, we will remember the works of your hands. And we will stop and give you praise for grace. Is that faithfulness? Everybody sing it. Yes. We will remember.
Thank you that your faithfulness is great. Thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us. And Lord, we remember your goodness on this Friday morning. Oh, we remember your mercy. And Lord, we pray today that you'd help us to go before this day into the weekend. Lord, following the leadership of your Holy Spirit. Bless us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm so thankful for all of our listeners. Hey, Brian says, hey to everybody this morning on the Community Prayer Time Network. He's using our 24-hour text line, that number, 870-205-0600. Good morning, Brian. Good to have you joining with us on the other side of the speaker this morning. Well, our weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta, mostly sunny today with a high around 93 degrees tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 74 Expecting about a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon hours. Thunderstorms possible on Saturday evening and going into Sunday. That's a quick look at your weather forecast in the eastern Arkansas Delta right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Our prayer time in about seven minutes. Go ahead and text us on this Friday morning. Again, that number 870-205-0600. Here's Ken Davis. This is Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Lighten Up is just the medicine to lighten your day. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford, warning you that you may be part of the fun if you are ever at a live show with author, motivational speaker, and comedian, Ken Davis. Do you know why God brought me here, Glenn? You say, well, because I off, I asked you, and we offered to meet what your requirements are. And <laughs> you mortgaged your house. I've been begging to come for years. Glenn said, you're not ready. Glenn, Glenn said, Glenn said, you know what? He said, when you taught us in that, in that seminar, I learned what good communication is. I've seen you. I've heard you. We believe in only the best. You're not ready. I called him a couple of years ago. I said, let me come. Please, let me come. He said, no, no. I said, I've been on TV. He said, I saw the show. You're not ready. So I called him about six months ago and said, Glenn, please let me come. I'll come for nothing. He said, you're ready. 
I would never endure another security line or cramped airline seat if it weren't for seeing lives changed by God's love. I received a message from someone who decided to live rather than take their own life. I remember thinking, frisk me again, TSA guy. I'm on a mission to help people lighten up and live. This program is made possible by Compassion International. Thanks for caring and thanks for listening. And that's Ken Davis here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you for joining with us on this Friday morning, 10 minutes past the hour. And it's time for our daily devotional from Dr. David Jeremiah, Turning Points. And we're reading from the July 9th devotional this morning, Don't Leave Home Without Him. For through Him we have both access by one Spirit to the Father. Ephesians 2, verse number 18. You know, it seems like everybody's got a credit card nowadays, right? And competing credit card companies love to one-up each other by announcing the remote, exotic, or unique places on earth where their credit card is accepted and where their competitors is not accepted. A credit card company becomes like a universal economic passport. Meet a merchant in an out-of-the-way place who accepts your credit card and you're like family. You're united by financial bonds that cross all cultural and geographic boundaries. Well, maybe not family, but that's how the companies want us to think of ourselves if we use their cards. Go anywhere, meet anyone, buy whatever you want. Your credit card is linked to the world. That may be true, but it's a shallow form of unity, an inch deep and a worldwide. A much deeper sense of belonging is provided by another type of identity, possession of the Holy Spirit. Travel anywhere in the world, meet a fellow believer in Christ, and there is instant fellowship. Next time you make a new Christian friend, skip the formalities and polite introductions. Your family to be filled with the Spirit as you travel through life gives access to the most meaningful network on earth, the body of Christ. And that definitely is greater than any network of a credit card company. Well, let's commit this time to the Lord. Father, we want to say thank you today that your Holy Spirit indwells believers. It gives us, He gives us confidence. He gives us assurance. He gives us security. He gives us guidance and direction and discernment. And Lord, even when the enemy tries to discourage us, put us down, we know that fear is a liar. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but that of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you for that wonderful, glorious truth today. In Jesus' name. When he told you you're not good enough. When he told you you're not right. When he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight. When he told you you're not worthy. When he told you you're not loved. When he told you you're not beautiful, you'll never be enough. Fear is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps.
This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Kellyanne Barisi, Deputy Undersecretary for the Office of Strategy, Policies and Plans. She works to implement strategies and policies to advance and ensure consistency and integration among DHS missions. James 4.10 reminds us that humility is a quality of a good leader. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Kellyanne Barisi in her work at the Department of Homeland Security. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, Go to pause to pray.org. Guys, go ahead and text us on this Friday morning, 870-205-0600. Let us know how we can join with you in prayer. Getting ready for the weekend. Got a big weekend coming up. Maybe you're going to be having a family reunion. Going to be seeing some folks maybe that you've not seen. or Maybe you're going to have a get-together and not sure exactly how it's going to go. Won't you text us this morning? We'll join with you in prayer, 870 Two zero five zero six hundred. 
And we got a lot to pray for today. Lord, we begin this time of prayer on this wonderful, wonderful morning. And we want to say thank you for waking us up. Thank you for the breath of life that you put within our lungs today. Every breath is a gift from you. Every moment is a moment of grace. And God, we want to say thank you for using us. Thank you for saving us when we place our faith and trust in you as our Savior. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. As Dr. David Jeremiah reminded us just a few moments ago in our daily devotional, that we are guided by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the common fellowship that we have as listeners of the Community Prayer Time Network. That fellowship that we have through the Holy Spirit, fellowship of prayer and concerns, of encouragement. Lord, you're mighty good to us. Thank you in Jesus' name. Lord, bless our listeners. Some are traveling right now. Some are headed to work. Some are already at work. Some may be going to the doctor. Some may be just waking up. And they're waiting for that next report from the doctor. Waiting on a test result. Waiting on a phone call. Maybe some are looking for a job today. Maybe somebody got news yesterday that they lost their job. A lot of big decisions being made in people's lives, even right now. And Lord, we pray that you'd help us to encourage each other. Help us in Jesus' name. Well, as we always begin, we pray for our local churches and pastors and pastors' wives. Pray for the Sunday school teachers. They're getting ready for the weekend, Sunday schools, discipleship groups, small groups. Of course, our discipleship groups meet on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock every Wednesday night at First Baptist Church of Lambrook. We always have a great time. Oh, you pray for the pastors getting ready for Sunday services. Lord, we pray right now that you give direction. Father, I think about all the different churches and pastor friends. And Lord, son, some take off on Fridays and some take off on Saturdays. I don't know when they're taking off, but Lord, I just pray that you'd meditate their hearts upon the Word of God. Help us, I pray. May souls be saved, lives be changed. God, would you bring revival to America? Bring revival. And you know what? This morning, you're listening on the other side of the speaker, and you could be the very one who starts revival in your community and in your church and in your family. God could start it in your heart. It could become like a wildfire. Spread. Lives being changed. Lord, thank you. Pray for the Christian Law Association. We've got their newsletter every month. And, uh, hey, you may be interested. Let me give you the information for that. It's a great newsletter. It's called The Legal Alert. And they always have some great articles inside of this newsletter. And if you're a business owner or uh, if you are involved in your ministry there at the church, you might would benefit from some of the stuff they have in here. And they have some great resources available. Uh, just go on to their website, christianlaw.org, and request their newsletter. And... Today they're asking us to pray for a church in Maryland 
and their pastor recently passed away and the church wants to continue supporting the family and they're working with the attorneys to set this up legally so you pray for that church let's let's pray right now you know that pastor may not have been prepared for this situation his family i don't know if he's got kids he's got a wife obviously but lord we pray right now lord that you bless this church and their generosity and lord that's what you've called us to do is to bear the burdens of one another so fulfilling the law of christ we pray you bless that church in maryland may they see fruit for their labor lord thank you for the generosity Bless this family and this church family with the loss of a loved one, loss of a pastor as he graduates to heaven. Help him in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I got a prayer request for a pastor having a biopsy on his jaw. And we want to pray for him today. Lord, we pray for this pastor that you'd help this situation. I pray the test results come back, give the doctors clear direction and help them find a solution. Lord, if this thing's cancerous, Lord, that it'd, it'd be taken care of in Jesus' name. Another pastor having a shoulder surgery in August. You pray for him. He's kind of nervous about it. Pray for another pastor's dad who's been dealing with some health issues, waiting on some results for tests, and uh, trying to find some answers. Lord, we pray for these needs today. I've got another prayer request. I ask us to pray for someone who is having withdrawals from a street drug. And Lord, we lift up this person in prayer right now. Lord, when your family is affected by drugs, it's difficult it hurts the whole family lord there's probably maybe not a son or a daughter it could be kids involved in this situation being affected but lord maybe a little brother a little sister or an older brother an older sister a mom and a dad a grandparent of this one who's having withdrawals Lord, I, I want to say thank you that if they're having withdrawals, that's an indication that they're trying to get some help, possibly. We're seeing this prayer request come in, and Lord, we ask you to take over this situation in Jesus' name. I stopped by and visited with several folks yesterday, some specific ones that we've been praying for. I was able to go by and visit with Mr. Henry Hall yesterday. Had a good visit. You continue to pray for Mr. Henry, pray for that cancer situation that he's dealing with. and uh, The pneumonia, oh, he was a lot better yesterday. I know over the weekend he was having a hard time on Sunday. They had to pick him up by the ambulance, and he, he didn't really know all that was going on. Didn't remember everything even in the hospital, but yesterday I walked in and he said, Hey, preacher, he knew who I was, and I tell you, we had a good visit good visit lord we thank you for that got to see mr floyd and miss peggy yesterday want to say thank you for praying for them continue to lift them up in prayer i tell you they got a beautiful yard i pulled up yesterday seen the flowers and seen the plants and you pray for them pray for their pastor pastor's wife 
Uh, they've got a youth group outing going on right now. They took the kids to a conference, and God's doing some great things. You pray for them. Pray for their church family. Lord, we, we thank you. Lord, we pray for their health situation. We pray you continue to bless them indeed. Strengthen and encourage them. I pray for the specific prayer request that they asked for yesterday with different things, and we pray that the wheelchair would hurry up and get there. And Oh, Lord, we, we pray for their pastor, pray for Lighthouse, and pray for this situation with their youth outing. Help them in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for one who's dealing with a blood clot. Pray God to continue to Continue to help this precious lady. She went yesterday for some testing, and they'll be waiting for the results to come back. You pray for her. Pray for her family. Pray for her son and her, her two sons, her daughter and daughter-in-law. And, oh, Lord, we pray right now. Three sons. She's got three sons. She's got a brother. And, Lord, we lift this, this one up to you. Pray for healing today in Jesus' name. Well, continue to pray for Mr. Jackie. Continue to pray for Miss Diane. Continue to pray for their family. God, continue to have his hand upon their lives. Direct them. Supposed to have come home last night from the hospital. And looking forward to coming back home. He got to eat a little bit yesterday. Got about a half a gallon of fluid off of him and Lord we pray right now when he wakes up this morning he'll feel good be able to eat he's probably already up Lord I, I pray right now encourage their family in Jesus name continue to pray for recovery of one who had their appendix removed yesterday and they were having some pain on Wednesday night went to the doctor yesterday and they said oh we gotta we gotta deal with this and you pray for pray for that one Lord we pray right now help him in Jesus name well a couple of things we want to pray for global news and US news pray for the COVID-19 hospitalizations that are on the rise the Delta variant is spreading like wildfire they tell us that it's Something they're having to look more into and do more research, considering a third booster. Oh, Lord, we pray right now. Help them, Lord. Help them. Continue to pray for the situation in Afghanistan. Looks like things are kind of heating up over there. Lord, we pray for our president this morning. Pray for President Biden. Pray for Vice President Harris. Lord, we pray for... Our military, Lord, we pray for these young men that are serving in the Marines. We pray for Brent and Jasper. God, I pray you continue to help. Help them to have discernment, guidance, direction, safety. I pray for Sam in the Army today and Max in the Air Force. Lord, we pray for Joey, a paramedic. God, help these young men, help their families. I pray that you'd help their hearts to stay tender towards the things of God. Help them in Jesus' name. 
Continue to pray for spiritual needs, salvation. If you've got somebody in your family, somebody you work with, maybe somebody, a neighbor, and you say, you know, I'm pretty confident this person needs to be saved, and I want God to use me to reach that individual. You know, we call it here, we call it, who's your one? Who's your one? Who's that one person that God's placed in your life to develop a relationship with and point them to Jesus? Lord, help them today. Pray for this brother-in-law, this nephew. Lord, we pray for these other siblings today. Pray for these two sons that need to know Jesus. And we pray for this daughter-in-law. Help them in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for a brother that's continuing to recover from some alcoholism. Lord, we, we pray for this battle against addiction. Lord, we know what that's like. Help him today. Well, let me ask you, pray for my brother today. Him and his girlfriend are going to be going to the doctor today about 1.30 or so Eastern time. About 1.30 if you'll pray for him. So that's going to be 2 o'clock Central time. And they're going to be having their baby appointment and possibly inducing Trinity into labor. So Trinity is the mother's name. You pray for Trinity and Cameron. And then pray for Wilder. That's the baby that's going to come into the world. Oh, we're excited about meeting him. He's, he's already a baby. He's already alive. We're looking forward to meeting him for the first time. You pray for them. Pray God to give her a good, safe delivery, good, safe labor. Lord, we pray right now. Lord, that you'd bless this need. Lord, we pray for this little baby that you'd have your hand upon his life. Lord, that you'd help him to grow in stature. Help him to grow in knowledge and, and wisdom. May he find the favor of God upon his life. Draw him to yourself early that he might know you and serve you. Lord, use him. I pray for Pray for this situation. Pray for his mom and his dad. Lord, to help them to walk with you. Establish their goings. Lord, you know the greatest need that they have today is to turn to Jesus. To trust you in all things. Help them in Jesus' name. Well, I haven't given you the number in a while. Let me give that to you again. 870-205-0600. Good to hear from Miss Kathy this morning. Thank you for texting us. Thank you, Miss Kathy, for these prayer requests that you've sent in today. Oh, you continue to pray for one another. Lord, go before us today. Help us. Help us to follow you, to trust and obey. Help us to honor the Lord with our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, here's love worth finding as we go into a commercial break real quick. We'll hear from Dr. Rogers for just a moment. Our trivia question coming up right after this. 
love worth finding, here's Adrian Rogers with a treasure from the Word. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever taken anything ever that didn't belong to you? Whether it was a nickel off your mother's dresser or whether you robbed a bank, how many of you have ever in your life one time taken something that didn't belong to you? All right, now I want to ask you another question. How many of you have ever told a lie? I don't care whether it's a white lie, black lie, or technicolor. It makes no difference. How many of you have ever, ever told a lie? We have a congregation today of liars and thieves. <laughs> you see, what, what we don't realize is that what we do is not the problem. It is what we are that is the problem. A man is not a liar because he tells lies. He tells lies because he's a liar. A man is not a thief because he steals. He steals because he's a thief. The problem is in the human heart. Now, we may be very sophisticated, very smug about it, but I want to tell you, my precious friend, if you only knew the sin that lurks in the human heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. Is your monster out of control in your home? From Keys for Kids Ministries, here's Greg Yoder with a Keys for Kids Parent Minute. One of the most challenging roles we have as parents is to control the one-eyed monster lurking in your home, our TVs and our mobile devices. We wouldn't think of introducing our kids to an endless parade of murderers, thieves, adulterers, and drunks, would we? But our TVs, computers, and smartphones make this happen hour after hour, day after day in most American homes. As parents, we simply can't allow unsupervised access 24-7. We've got to put limits on it and enforce them. If we can't control how our kids use technology, put it away for a few weeks so you can wean yourself away from it. Or take the ultimate step and slay the monster altogether. As the bumper sticker reads, kill your TV before it kills you. To learn more, visit parentminute.org. And we want to say thank you to Nature Coast Media, helping to provide the website services for the Community Prayer Time Network and First Baptist Church of Lambrook. What a great ministry partner as we partner together to take this content and all of the 24-hour programming of our radio station provided to you. As we know, we are the listener-supported online Christian radio community prayer time network. And so make sure you let Nature Coast Media know how much you appreciate the website and all that they do to help us keep things looking good around here. Hey, uh, our trivia question now. We're going to have a little bit of fun this morning. We're going to have a little bit of fun with our trivia and uh, the question this morning, one out of five people, one out of every five people that you meet, they, they're not going to eat this. They won't eat it. Don't even try. Maybe they got a bad one before. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was soured. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Text us 870-205-0600. And the winner, you're going to get a free devotional. We're going to put it out in the mail to you today. One out of five people will not eat this. 870-205-0600. I don't know. Maybe it's too hard for them. Too sweet, too bitter. 
That's kind of all over the spectrum, ain't it? That doesn't help you at all. All right, let us know what you think it is. We've got our first guest comes in from Miss Kathy is the answer onions one out of five people they're not gonna eat onions are they that's probably true yeah onions give you bad breath I don't know what do they say an onion a day keeps the doctor away I don't know is that true fried onions grilled onions what's your favorite Miss Kathy I like a good blooming onion Take that Vidalia onion, throw some batter on it. Put it down in the deep fryer. Ooh, that's good stuff. Yes, sir. Not the answer we're looking for, but it's a great guess. It's a great guess. Keep on guessing. 870-205-0600. Half a minute left. All right, we're going to give you just a little bit longer. One out of every five people, they're not going to eat this. And while I get our daily Bible reading coming up, we're going to hear from the Unshackled program. This is our promotional for the program today. And uh, we're excited about the Unshackled program every weekday at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. And uh, here we are right after this, the answer to the trivia question and our daily Bible reading. We're going to be finishing up John today, John's Gospel. We're going to be in the 21st chapter john 21 so go ahead and get your bible ready and the trivia question answer is coming up right after this from the files of unshackled pacific garden mission presents free indeed my childhood was full of drinking fighting divorce and dirty old man i didn't feel loved and i was very lonely until i met marshall my husband in high school we never attended church for the first 15 years of our marriage, but when Marshall was born again, he changed dramatically overnight. I was so glad our two sons wouldn't be growing up with horrible experiences like mine. 
I could see that salvation brought transformation, and I wanted it. Eventually, I trusted Christ too. Marshall started preaching, and people appreciated his preaching. But when close friends would leave our assembly without a word, it hurt. I'd never learned how to release the emotional pain of my childhood and the early years of my marriage. My bottled up anger and disappointment turned into depression. I'd always written poetry to help me process my pain, and during this time it helped to write about the anguish of my soul. I read God's word and cried out to him. He showed me that my attitude toward my problem was the problem. I repented of the bitterness and resentment that consumed me, and I vowed to live out what God was teaching me. If you have pain in your life, let God cleanse you through his forgiveness so you can experience new life in Christ Jesus. I am Becky Brooks. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, call 1-888-NEED-HIM right now. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Email unshackled at pgm.org. And we do have an answer for the trivia question this morning, and it's the correct answer. One out of every five people will not eat this. What is it? Grapes. Brian, you got the answer right. I think that's probably the first time in a while we've gotten a correct answer. We're going to have to start taking it a little more easy on us, ain't we? All right. Good job, Miss Kathy. It's tomatoes. No, not tomatoes, but you know what? That's a good guess because uh, that is something that I don't eat. I would be one of those five people that didn't eat tomatoes. All right, our daily Bible reading coming up, and we're in John chapter 21. I'm excited about finishing John's gospel. Next week, we'll be starting the book of Acts. Here's John 21. John 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up, and drew the net to land, full of great fishes, an hundred and fifty and three, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh, and taketh bread, and giveth them, and fish likewise. 
This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldst. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldst not. This spake he, signifying, By what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that that disciple should not die. That Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. And that's the end of John chapter number 21. Next week on Monday morning, we'll be starting through the letter of Acts. And I'm so excited about walking through uh, the beginnings of the early church history and seeing some of the things that happened uh, as the Holy Spirit descended, came upon the men and, and dwelt men uh, upon salvation. What an incredible, incredible beginning that we have uh, as a church. And I'm excited about that. So join with us around 740 Central Standard Time. Next week, we'll have our daily Bible reading. Uh, of course, that's right in the middle of our morning program. starts every weekday around 6.50, 7 o'clock. Uh, so we're excited just about the opportunities that God gives us on a regular basis. Let me tell you about a fishing trip yesterday. Oh, we stopped by Pop-Pop's Bait and Tackle right there in Poplar Grove, right off of Highway 49, and loaded up some ice and some snacks. We got some of the frozen skipjack that he had back there in the cooler, and uh, we got some of those circle hooks from Dale's Fish and Tackle, and uh, let's see, what else did we have? We had some some uh, fresh poured weights yep brian does all of his own weights there at the shop stop by and uh he's got he does all of that and uh, let's see we had uh some brand new fishing poles and rods for cat fishing all of that yeah all of it came out of the store and uh we had a good time yesterday and so as brian likes to say they carry everything 
uh, there at Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle, except for the, what is it, Brian? Except for the fish fry and grease. They, they carry everything except the oil and the fish fry. So stop by Brian's Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle right there in Poplar Grove, Highway 49. And he put me on some fish yesterday. Oh, my soul, you should have seen them. Some big fish yesterday. And I caught a fish. That's the first big catfish I've ever caught like that. Thanks, Brian. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was a good time. Call Brian today. Let him know you appreciate him supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. Oh, turn it up this morning. Here's the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir.
Aren't you thankful for the change this morning that he made in your life? Do you remember the day that he saved you? The day that you gave your life to Jesus. I hope you've done that. Text us this morning, 870-205-0600. We'd love to hear from you on this Friday morning. Our good news, John 21, verse 6, And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. John 21, verse 6, our good news on this Friday morning. Your weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta, partly cloudy, mostly sunny today. High around 93 degrees tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 74. About a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon hours. Thunderstorms possible on Saturday evening going into Sunday. Thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida, supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. They're prepared to meet all of your residential and commercial real estate needs and title services, property management, rentals, long-term, short-term, and vacation rentals, everything you need related to real estate. Contact them, gulfbreezerealestate.net. And they're also located at 117 West Main Street in Perry. Their phone number, 850-584-5101. And in about two minutes, Love Worth Finding with Dr. Adrian Rogers. Here on your listener-supported Christian radio station, the Community Prayer Time Network. Listen closely to Adrian Rogers. Whether you realize it or not, we're in a battle. And the victory is ours in the Lord Jesus Christ, as we're going to see, because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, and because of our birth into the kingdom, we have now kingdom authority. And when we were born again, we were born to win. Welcome to Love Worth Finding. Pastor, teacher, and author Adrian Rogers said, prayer is not our destination. It is our point of origin. 
When we were born again, we became spiritual freedom fighters in God's invasion army. We cannot be neutral in this spiritual battle. We are in a fight to the finish. We must learn how to come against the enemy and use our kingdom authority in the warfare of prayer. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 10. We'll begin in verse 17 as Adrian Rogers begins part one of the warfare of prayer. Now, the word warfare is an important word for whether you realize it or not, we're in a battle. A fight to the finish against a sinister foe, no holes barred. We cannot be neutral, and we cannot call for a truce. General Douglas MacArthur said, and rightly said, in war, there is no substitute for victory. And the victory is ours in the Lord Jesus Christ, as we're going to see, because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and because of our birth into the kingdom. We have now kingdom authority. And when we were born again, we were born to win. I hope you will learn that today. I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit will emblazon that upon your heart. As we read there in the book of Chronicles, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Now, let's see what God says here in Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. Now, let me preface this by saying that Jesus commissioned 70 to go out and preach. He gave them authority. And when they came back with great joy, here's what they said. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Did you get it? Listen to it. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils, that literally means the demons, are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, the word power is used twice there in the King James Scriptures, but in the Greek, there are two different words for power. The first word means authority, and it may be translated, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. The three things today I want to put on your heart as we talk about our spiritual warfare over Satan, and uh, that warfare, by the way, is prayer. But first of all, kingdom authority has been sovereignly established. Now, what do we mean by authority? Well, Webster says authority is the power or the right to command, to act, to enforce obedience, or to make final decisions. And then he says, this power as delegated to another, authorization as he has my authority to do it. Now, that's what the, the 70 understood. Lord, the demons are subject to us through thy name. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. You see, our authority comes from him. It has been sovereignly established. 
Adam and Eve were created, placed in the Garden of Eden, and given dominion. Given dominion over all of the earth. Let them have dominion over the works of my hands, God said. But Adam and Eve sinned. They yielded their dominion to Satan. They lost the crown. They became slaves of Satan. And all of the children of Adam and Eve are sons and daughters of slaves and slaves themselves. Adam lost his dominion. The Lord Jesus, the second Adam, the last Adam, came to this earth as a man, took flesh and blood, and brought back Adam's lost estate. This dominion was legally lost. It must be righteously regained. God owes the devil nothing, but God will be true to his own legality, his own sense of righteousness and justice and truth. And so God did not just simply snatch that authority back from Satan, kill the devil and give it to Adam. It was lost by man and it was regained by man. It was lost by the first Adam. It was regained by the second Adam, the Lord Jesus. And so the Bible says, in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That dominion has been bought back. Just put your bookmark there, if you will, in Luke chapter 10 and turn with me to Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. And he's going to give your spiritual biography right here. Now, this is talking about you. It says, and you, and you, being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together. Now, the word quickened means made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Underscore that. Nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, folks, in three verses there, you've got some spiritual dynamite. And I want you to pay attention and find out how this, this kingdom authority has been sovereignly established. I want you to see how Jesus on the cross brought Satan's kingdom crashing down. I want you to see what the Lord Jesus Christ did. You see, you and I, being slaves, were in bondage. But Jesus came to set the captives free. First of all, we were in bondage to spiritual death. Look in verse 13. And you being dead in your sins, hath he quickened. Now, folks, let me tell you how bad off we were. We were not just sick in our sins. We were dead. You don't have to wait till your heart stops beating for you to be dead. The Bible says, she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she lives. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Your heart is already beating. A man, a woman, a boy, a girl without Jesus Christ is D-E-A-D, dead. Right? All right. In Adam all die, in Christ all are made alive. So, the very first thing Jesus came to set us free from was spiritual death. But now, watch this. Not only spiritual death, but spiritual debt. D-E-B-T, debt. We are in debt because of our sins. Heaven has sued us for damages. We are guilty before God and in debt because of our sin. But now notice verse 14. 
Jesus was blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to His cross. Now, are you ready for a blessing? Listen to me. In olden times, in Bible times, when a man was uh, accused of a crime, a handwriting of ordinance would be written against him. His indictment would be written down. And then this handwriting of ordinance uh, was delivered to the judge, and uh, there would be a trial. And if he uh, were adjudicated guilty, uh, they would write on this description of his crime the penalty, the debt that was due. Now let's suppose that he was to spend 10 years in prison. And so they would write on there, he has done thus and thus and thus, and here's the penalty, here's the debt that is due, and it is written on this certificate of debt, this handwriting of ordinance. Then they would put that man in the prison, and then they would nail to the prison door that certificate of debt. And it would tell what he had done, what the judge had sentenced him to, and what he must pay. Now, once he had fulfilled his time in jail, once he had paid his debt to society and to the king, uh, then they would release him from jail. They would take that handwritten bill, and uh, a clerk would take it back to the judge. The judge would say, has he paid in full? Has he paid to the very last day? Has his debt been satisfied against the crown? Yes, Your Honor, he has paid in full. The judge or the king, whichever the case may be, would take that certificate of debt and write across it one word. As a matter of fact, in ancient documents we find this word written on certificates of debt. Even in the Dead Sea Scrolls they found it written. It is the same word that Jesus uttered from the cross. It is the word tetelestai, which literally means paid in full. He would take his pen, take that certificate of debt that had been nailed to the prison door, write across it, tetelestai, that is, it is paid, it is finished, give it to him. Now he walks out of that courtroom, having had his debt paid, there's nothing again that the law can bring up against him that is gone, it is buried, it is finished, it is paid in full. Now, I want you to imagine Almighty God going through all of the record of all mankind from Adam right up to the last person who will ever be born and taking all of the crimes, all of the sins, all of the lies, all of the hate, all of the pride, all of the rape, all of the murder, all of the blasphemy, all of every sin, writing it down on a certificate of debt for mankind, my sin, your sin, our sin, and what did he do with it? He said, we are guilty. But then what did he do? He took it and nailed it to the cross. Nailed it to the cross. If a man, if a man were guilty of a capital crime and he's going to die, they did not put the certificate of debt on the cell door. They put it on the cross. Remember when Jesus Christ was crucified, what did they do? They put an accusation over his head. King of the Jews. 
What was he guilty of? What was the capital crime? Insurrection. He claimed to be a king. They said he's the king of the Jews. That's why he's dying. But friend, Paul says that he took our certificate of debt. He took the handwriting ordinances that was against us. He took it out of the way and he nailed it to his cross. And when he died, he bowed his head. And what did he say? Tetelestai, paid in full. Paid in full, signed with the crimson blood of the very Son of God. Paid, paid in full. Now the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And Satan will accuse you to God. And he'll say, you see that man Adrian Rogers? He claims to be a preacher. But he's a sinner. If you're a righteous God, you ought to fling him into hell. But then my attorney appears. His name is Jesus. And he says, now wait just a minute, Father. Here's his certificate of debt. It is paid in full. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. Paid in full. Then if he doesn't do any good with God the Father, he'll come to me. And he'll say, you're no good. You don't deserve to live. You think you're so saved. You think that you're a child of God. What about all of those bad things you've done? What about those thoughts? What about those failures? And I just take my certificate of debt and just wave it in his face. Wave it in his face. That's the reason the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Jesus paid it all. Not only have we been brought out of bondage from our spiritual death, we have been quickened, made alive with the Lord Jesus, but also from our staggering debt. For our staggering debt. But now wait a moment. There's a third thing that his death did. Not only our spiritual death, not only our staggering debt, but also satanic dominion. We've been set free from that. Now look in Colossians 2 verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now when he says principalities and powers, what's he talking about? He's talking about Satan's dark kingdom. Remember Ephesians chapter 6, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. But what did Jesus do when he died on that cross? He ruined Satan. Now look first of all at the word spoil. Do you see it? And having spoiled principalities and powers. That word spoil, ek duo, it, it literally means to strip, to strip. Have you ever seen uh, maybe a film where a person, uh, an army officer is being disgraced? Maybe he's sinned against the state. And he has all of these uh, medals on him. And he comes up there and his superior officer just reaches out to those medals and that insignia. Rip, strips it from him. You ever see anything like that? That's exactly what this word has the idea of, uh, of stripping. It was actually meant to take the hide from an animal. He, Satan, has been stripped. And then the Bible says, he made a show of them openly. Here he is. He is now stripped of all of his royal regalia. He had dominion. He calls himself the God of this world. He says all the kingdoms of the world have been given unto me. But when Jesus died on the cross, he stripped him of that 
and then he made a show of him openly. Look at that verse, and made a show of them openly. That is, he shamed, not only stripped, but he shamed. He's made a show of. He's made a laughingstock. Look at him. The king has no clothes. He's been stripped. He's been shamed. And then it says, triumphing over them in it. In what? In his death on the cross. He's been subdued. That's your enemy. Stripped. Shamed. Subdued. How? By mighty Calvary. The writer of Hebrews says of Jesus that through death he would destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. That's what the second Adam did to undo what the first Adam did. Have you got that? Do you understand? This authority has been sovereignly established. Now, the devil doesn't want you to learn that. He doesn't want you to learn the king has no clothes. He does not want you to know that he has been stripped, shamed, and subdued, okay? But you know it now. Don't you know it? Say amen. amen. Say, I know it. I know it. I know it. Don't you let him intimidate you anymore. Now, here's the second thing. This authority that has been sovereignly established, this same authority must be strongly enforced. Now, you say, now, wait a minute, Adrian. If it has been so sovereignly established, why does it need to be strongly enforced? Because Satan is an imposter, and he does not give up anybody or anything without a fight. And his fight is deception. He always tries to pull the veil of darkness over his nefarious kingdom. He does not want you to understand what has happened to him. Many people don't realize this. Uh, many people think that uh, Satan still has power. He only has power to those who allow him to have that power. Well, you say, Pastor, I don't understand. If he has been defeated, why then must I enforce my authority over him? Because you must appropriate what God has already done. We do this in many areas. For example, Jesus died for everybody. 1 John chapter 2 says this of the Lord Jesus. It says, He is the propitiation for our sin. Now, that's a big double-jointed word, but it literally means He's the satisfaction for our sin. He is the propitiation for our sins. And then John says, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. When Jesus died, He died for the world. But is all the world saved? No. Why? Because what is absolute, His death must be appropriated by faith, right? The fact that Jesus died for you and paid your sin debt will do you no good unless you believe on Him. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You no longer will need to go to hell because of your lying or stealing or pride or envy or lust. That has been paid for. But you must appropriate what has been paid for. Got it? So it was absolute, but it must be appropriated. Let's think about spiritual power. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, God poured out His Holy Spirit to the infant church, and we don't need to pray for another Pentecost. We don't need to pray, Holy Spirit, come. The Holy Spirit has come. 
We need to quit asking God to do what He's already done. It'd be like asking Jesus to die for our sins. The Holy Spirit has come, and God has poured out incredible dynamic power. But let me ask you a question. Is every Christian Spirit-filled? Does every Christian have the power of the Holy Spirit? No. Why? Because they have not appropriated that which is already absolute. You see, it is there, but it must be appropriated. Now let's talk about your dominion over Satan. Has Satan's back been broken? Yes. Has his kingdom been ruined? Yes. Do you have authority? Yes. But you must appropriate and enforce that authority. Satan is not going to give up these who are in his dark kingdom. You see, Satan is holding people captive. Turn back, if you will, with me for just a moment to Luke chapter 4. I want to show you the condition of these who are captives of Satan. This is uh, an amazing passage of Scripture here. Luke chapter 4, the Lord Jesus is at his hometown in Nazareth. It's time for the sermon, and Jesus steps up to give the sermon now. And he takes for text Isaiah chapter 61. And this is what Jesus says, because the Old Testament prophesied the Lord Jesus. I'll read verse 17 first. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. These are those who are bankrupt, the poor. Now, he's not talking only about those who are financially poor. It includes that, but he's talking here spiritually. Now, you may be a multimillionaire today, but without Jesus, you're bankrupt. That church in, in the book of the Revelation, Laodicea, the Lord said to that church, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You may go home today in a fine automobile, but without Jesus, you are a pauper. And you need the Lord. And coming up on Monday, we'll hear the conclusion of this powerful message. In the meantime, maybe you have a prayer request that you'd like to share. If you can, go to our website homepage at lwf.org radio and scroll down to our prayer wall. There you'll find the option to either submit a request or pray for others. This resource is one of our favorite ways to keep the ministry and the community praying continually for one another's needs. Let us hear from you today. Again, go to our prayer wall at lwf.org radio. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, you can call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, The Warfare of Prayer. This message is also part of the insightful series, The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority. With that complete collection, all nine powerful messages, you can call 877-LOVE-GOD or go online to lwf.org radio or write us at Love Worth Finding. Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Thanks for studying God's Word with us today. Remember, if you'd like to start receiving daily devotions and links to the program, be sure to sign up for our daily heartbeat emails at lwf.org radio. And join us Monday for the powerful conclusion of the warfare of prayer right here on Love Worth Finding. As a pastor, teacher, and author, Adrian Rogers had two passions in life, introducing people to Jesus Christ and encouraging believers toward a deep, abiding love for God's Word. 
He taught that Christians who are saturated in Scripture are unstoppable because the power of God's Word is unstoppable. We're so excited to announce that this summer, the Adrian Rogers Legacy Bibles are in stock. Now featuring large print and red lettering, this new King James version of the Bible includes sermon notes and treasures from the Love Worth Finding archives, as well as Adrianisms, the quips and quotes of Pastor Rogers' people love. It's our prayerful desire at Love Worth Finding that this Bible will draw you nearer to Jesus, bring you great understanding and joy, and bring glory to God's name. To purchase your own legacy Bible, call 1-877-LOVE-GOD. LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate is a supporter of the Community Prayer Time Network. They are located in Perry, Florida, and they're prepared to meet all of your residential and commercial real estate needs and title services. They also handle property management, long-term, short-term, and vacation rentals. So contact them today for all of your real estate needs. GulfBreezeRealEstate.net is their website, and you can stop by their office located again in Perry at 117 West Main Street, or call them today at 850-584-5101. Make sure you let Lana and Wesley know that you appreciate them supporting the Community Prayer Time Network.
8.34 Central Standard Time. Our good news for today on this Friday comes from God's Word, John 21, verse 6. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. That's our good news on this Friday morning, John 21, verse number 6. A quick look at your weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high around 93 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 74. 30% chance of showers, about a 50-50% chance tomorrow and on Sunday. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network, your listener-supported online Christian radio. It's time to transition to the regular programming for today. Hope that you'll stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. At 9 o'clock, we've got Pastor Kurt Scaly with Everyday Truth coming up. And we got a lot of programming lined out for you. Great programs for today. You're listening again to the Community Prayer Time Network.